A Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, episode 155. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, psychologist and adaptability coach to entrepreneurs and business leaders. I believe that working on your business is more important than working in your business. If you want to achieve your business goals and dreams without the cost and pain of having to make every mistake yourself, then The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is the podcast for you. I'm here to help you learn from the lessons of entrepreneurs and business leaders to help you work on yourself and your business so that you can save time, energy, and grow faster. For those of you new to the show, The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai presents three new episodes each week. On Insight Sunday, we dive into the minds of business leaders through insightful guest interviews. On Story Tuesday, we dig deeper with them and learn firsthand from their stories, hard-earned lessons, and experience. On Thrive Thursday, it's just you and me on the couch, where you'll hear scientific research, my thoughts, and tangible tactics to adapt and grow yourself and your business. Grab a proverbial seat and listen up so you can learn from the minds and mistakes of business leaders and apply their wisdom to your life and business. Today, Alicia shares lessons she learned from making the mistake of staying in her comfort zone, how she took the leap outside her own backyard, and why it opened her business to a new world of opportunity and success. Before we dive in, I wanted to share that the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is brought to you by Adaptability Coaching and Consulting. If you lead a seven-plus-figure business and want to reach the next level for yourself and your business, if you have passions, goals, and dreams and want to continue to strive as a team, a leader, and a visionary without risking burnout, if you have overcome challenges, developed wisdom, and know that adapting is not just for surviving, but a core part of thriving, then adaptability coaching is for you. With psychology and neuroscience-backed tools, the 3D adaptation framework can show you how to tap into and harness the way our brains are uniquely designed for adaptation. You can learn to harness and leverage adaptability tools and frameworks to grow yourself and your company. You can learn to become fast, flexible, and formidable. You can learn to hone yourself further, to proactively adapt, to thrive, instead of reactively adapting, just to survive. To learn more, go to dryishai.com coaching. Join me in welcoming Alicia Butler-Pierre, founder and CEO of Equilibria Inc., best-selling author of Behind the Facade, How to Structure Company Operations for Sustainable Success, and host of the weekly podcast, Business Infrastructure, Curing Back Office Blues. Welcome back, Alicia. Thank you so much. I'm so glad to be back. Yeah. On Insight Sunday, you shared your story, what took you from being in chemical engineering to creating your own company, and you shared a few different insights from your own experience, like learning how to trust your intuition, your gut, and 
experiences you had that really taught you the importance of being able to get out of your own backyard and seek different viewpoints. And you also shared a little bit about how you and how Equilibria help companies really put in place the automations systems that really help them scale and grow. So thank you so much for that. And if you guys haven't yet, you have to go back and listen to Insight Sunday's episode with Alicia. And Thank you again for grabbing a seat with me for Story Tuesday, where we dive deeper into your hard-earned lessons so that we can all learn from them. And I wanted to kick it off today by asking you to share one of your most memorable lessons. Can you bring us into a really big learning experience for you and your business? Just bring us into that moment, what happened before, what happened after, maybe a key takeaway. I'll have to say probably something that took place three years ago, and that was me writing a book. First of all, I didn't think I could write a book. (laughs) Mm. And I hired a digital marketing coach. And this was part of me rebelling, I guess, against the establishment. So in the last segment, we talked very specifically about trusting your instinct and trusting those intuitive thoughts and gut feelings. So I finally worked up the nerve and the courage, Dr. Yishai, to proactively seek a coach outside of Atlanta, Georgia. And Mm -hmm. this coach was actually in Michigan. And one of the first things that he told me, because, you know, I was just at a very stagnant point in the company. It was becoming honestly dull and boring. And I was really honestly thinking about shutting the whole thing down. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, you know, you need to write a book. And I said, well, I can't write a book. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can write a book. And I was like, no, really, I can't. I can't write a book. Mm. And who would have thought that I really did have a book inside of me? And I spent the majority of 2018 having that book published. So writing the manuscript actually took about seven weeks. I tell people that that was the easy part. Mm, wow. <laughs> you know, there's so much more to having a book published than anyone isn't familiar with that process. Just trust me when I tell you it is a very detailed, very lengthy process that Mm -hmm. will challenge you in ways that you did not think were possible. Mm -hmm. But the book actually launched in October of 2018. But before the book actually launched, Dr. Yishai, there was something else that this coach suggested that I do. And that was start a podcast. So that was around the summer of 2018. Mm -hmm. And again, honestly, it was a throwing spaghetti at the wall kind Mm -hmm. of thing and seeing what would stick. Truly, that's how it happened. Mm -hmm. But here's what happened. Just those two forms of media, the book and the podcast breathed new life Mm -hmm. into my business because now information was that much more accessible to people around the world. Hmm. Podcasts are distributed around the world and they're free. So it provided a platform for me to be able to share this information again with people outside of my backyard, getting Mm -hmm. outside of my backyard. And and the same thing with the book, because the book is also offered in an ebook format Mm -hmm. through Amazon's Kindle operation. And so again, if you subscribe to Kindle, oftentimes you can even, I shouldn't promote this, but you can read the book for free. But Mm. the point is information that otherwise was 
inaccessible due to geographical constraints Mm -hmm. or even the fact that my operations weren't completely digitized Mm -hmm. in 2018, it now opened the floodgates Mm -hmm. to be able to share this information again, literally with people around the world. Yeah. It's so interesting that you're talking about the book and the podcast because it as you said, it reminds me a lot of getting outside your own backyard that you talked about on Insight Sunday. It also reminds me of something else you talked about on Insight Sunday when you were sharing that there was a part of you that was kicking yourself for not having created software because the software is automating what you do. What happens when you create a book or for every episode of the podcast that you've recorded and is now available that's been released, it is now automated. Right? It's almost like creating software. It gets to share your message. It gets to share what it is that you do and how you think and how you help people and helps them understand the value of what you do and helps understand how you do it. And so it's almost like creating a piece of software in the sense that it automates your ability to share and have your message spread. You don't need to stand in front of people and say it because you've already put it down in paper or you've said it and recorded it and released it to the world. Yes. And it reminds me of what Dory Clark, I'm not sure if your listeners are familiar with her, but she is a prolific communications coach and Mm. HBR contributor, Forbes contributor. But something that she told me, she said, you know, you have to go from this one-to-one relationship. You can't scale your business that way. Mm -hmm. Go from one-to-one to one-to-many to many to many. And that is what the podcast and the book has enabled me to do. Because mm-hmm. before, yes, with a typical consulting-based business, it was one-to-one. Mm-hmm. That was a one-to-one relationship. The book and the podcast enable me through producing the book, producing each podcast episode. Yes, that's me, but it's being distributed to many people at the same time. Mm-hmm. And now I'm starting to move into that zone of many to many where you have several people. I myself don't have to do all of the work in trying to promote (laughs) what I do. Mm -hmm. I have several people now who do that for me Mm -hmm. because they've been introduced to the podcast. They've read parts of the book and now they go and tell other people about it as well. Mm -hmm. So it's a really amazing thing. And it happened relatively quickly. When you think Mm. about it, three years is, it may seem long to some people, but that's really a relatively short time. Yeah. So I'm hearing that when you talked about getting your social media coach, one of the things that shifted as well, another lesson you learned in that process was going from one-to-one or putting in tons of effort to create one-to-one outcomes to shifting into doing more one-to-many outcomes, the podcast, the book, and now you're shifting even more and you're moving towards many-to-many. Yes. Yes. And what's Mm. so cool is I intentionally reference the software in the book Mm -hmm. as well as in some of the podcast episodes, whenever I do a monologue, Mm -hmm. that's when I tend to talk about the software. So it piques curiosity. 
Mm-hmm. So it's been another way for me to actually perform some sort of market validation. Like, mm. is this something people would even be interested in? Mm-hmm. So when they start reaching out to me, like, hey, you know, I read your book and there's mention of this software. Where is it? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. So I'm not crazy after all. Mm. This is something that people actually want mm-hmm. and would invest in and would find to be very valuable to their businesses. So, and also an indirect way of mm-hmm. gathering that firsthand market research and validation. Yeah. And as you mentioned, I think it's again worthwhile to recognize that that's also getting that validation from outside your own backyard, mm-hmm. right? I think for so many people, and it's so easy to just get that validation from all the comfortable spaces we already know. And for beginner entrepreneurs and people who are starting their businesses, it might just be their family or their friends. Maybe it's a little bit more of their networks. But for even for established companies, if they're only asking the same people over and over again, but they want to grow and they want to increase their market share, well, you're not going to increase your market share by staying in your own backyard. You're going to need to get out of that. Absolutely. Yeah. I wish we had more time. Again, we're going to need to jump right into another couch round. Yeah. So... I'm going to kick it off with the first question and (laughs) it might be the case. We're going to have to swing back around and have you back on the podcast. (laughs) We'll see. I would certainly love to do that. So let's kick it off with what's one thing you know now that you wish that you knew before you were getting started? Delegation. Mm. It's something I read about, something that sounded good on paper, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't until I actually started delegating that things just, oh my gosh, it just, things just took off. Mm. So yes, that's definitely something that I wish I had known from the very beginning compared to what I know now. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a big piece of it. Delegation is when you get to lift all the weight that was on your shoulders, Mm -hmm. a good chunk of it and hand it over to someone else. And that frees you in such a huge way. And so many businesses really struggle with that. Even businesses that have been around for years and decades can really struggle with that and the balance of doing that. Next question, from your perspective, what's the difference between a mistake and failure? Oh gosh, a failure is when you set out to do something and you do not achieve that desired result. For me, a mistake is in the execution of it. Mm -hmm. So if you set out to perform a particular task or activity, for example, and you can make a mistake in the actual implementation or execution of that activity, you Mm. may still eventually achieve the desired result. So it's not like a failure because a failure is when you just don't achieve the desired result. Mm-hmm. A mistake, you you might still achieve that desired result, but you fumble along the way and you mm-hmm. get your hands slapped and, you know, make it cursed out <laughs> in the process <laughs> uh-huh. based on the severity of your mistake, mm-hmm. but you might still get to the target or the finish line or whatever that end game looks like. Mm. So a mistake is an error in execution. A failure is when you don't achieve the desired outcome. Yes. Wow. You summed that up so nicely. (laughs) That's a really interesting distinction. I'm going to spend some time thinking about that because that's really interesting to ponder and it has some interesting implications. For the time being though, we're going to jump right back to the next question. Can you name someone who you can go to when you make a mistake And they'll respond by saying, okay, let's deal with this now and then learn from it for later. 
I do have a very small core group of people. I refer to them as my internal board of advisors. Mm -hmm. So it's a very informal, loosely stitched together group of people that I have Mm -hmm. that I know trust me and respect me enough to tell me the truth. Mm. People are very good at telling you what they think you want to hear. Mm. But when people really care about you and the outcome of what you are doing, they will tell you the truth, even Mm. if it hurts, even if it makes Mm -hmm. you uncomfortable. Those are the people that I want to and that I do surround myself with. So they are my go-to people. And honestly, they range in age. Some are in their 70s. And then mm-hmm. there are some that are as young as, you know, in their 20s and 30s. I consult with <laughs> my goddaughter on a lot of things, and she's only 14 mm-hmm. years old. But sometimes they say that expression from the mouths of babes, you know, mm-hmm. whenever there's an important lesson for you to hear, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who it comes from as long as you receive that message and mm-hmm. actually internalize it. Yeah, I find that so interesting. And the distinction is so fascinating to me that people are good at saying what they think you want to hear. But the flip side of that is the people who are really good for you, who care about you, are going to tell you the truth. They're going to say the thing that is uncomfortable for you and Mm -hmm. is simultaneously incredibly important. And that it reminds me of something we touched on Insight Sunday around how that discomfort So many people try to prevent or run away from or avoid just the discomfort. The flip side of that, though, is to understand that the discomfort is a message. It is trying to tell and teach and show you something. And if you are avoiding it or trying to avoid it, then you're going to miss the lessons. And it's people who are willing to not avoid it and even lean into that or acknowledge that it may be hurtful or uncomfortable, and yet say, here is a worthwhile viewpoint or lesson or piece of feedback, that's where you're going to get that learning. It's outside that comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Let's jump right into the next question. Can you name someone who you've learned from their mistakes instead of making your own? Oh, gosh. So many. I love reading watching and listening to podcasts and even audiobooks about the lives of other successful people. Mm-hmm. I remember someone years ago telling me, you'll never live not long enough to make all the mistakes yourself. Learn also from the mistakes of other people. And mm-hmm. I've definitely found that to be true. Mm-hmm. So I am a huge fan of biographies, whether it be in the form of a documentary, reading an actual book, Mm. about someone, and it could be anyone, whether it's a science, not necessarily business people, Mm -hmm. but I read biographies of scientists, Mm -hmm. mathematicians, all kinds of people, people who Mm. are very successful and have achieved certain pinnacles within their respective careers. Mm. I want to know how did they do it? And when they messed up along the way, when they made those mistakes and those failures, how did they rebound Mm. afterwards? Oh gosh, there's so many people. Yeah. What you're saying reminds me so much of, there's a saying, I believe it is a Native American saying, we stand on the shoulders of those and the generations that came before us. Mm, Yes. 
Yes, indeed. Indeed, we do. I'm looking at my library right now and I see there's several biographies Mm. of people that I'm looking at right now, literally. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to jump right into the next question. What is more important, working in your business or working on your business? On working on your business. If you are serious about taking your business to the next level, you'll never get there doing all of the day-to-day busy work, Mm -hmm. dotting all of the I's, crossing all of the T's, looking at all of the nitty gritty technical details and aspects of -hmm. delivering your product or service. You need time to think And the only way you'll free up your time to be able to think, plan, and strategize is when you start to delegate what Mm -hmm. we talked about earlier. You have to delegate those tasks to other people. Mm -hmm. Then you can work on your business and truly grow it and take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's such an important piece. And I know that we touched on it only briefly. Even delegating is its own set of skills. It's not like you can just dump something on someone and expect them to know exactly how to do it the way that you learned to do it. That's true. Even that's its own process. And yet, if you don't do that, you're going to be just continuing to dump more and more on yourself. And your Mm -hmm. whole business is going to be sitting on your shoulders, on your back, and it can be back breaking. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Next question. What's one thing that's coming up for you or your business that you're working on or really excited about? The software. Yeah. I I figured you were going to say that. (laughs) I was actually supposed to have a TEDx talk a week ago, but it was canceled very last minute. So, Mm. you know, I've been interviewing with some other franchises. So Mm. I'm really hoping also that before the end of this year, before the end of 2021, that I will be on a TEDx stage somewhere, Mm -hmm. somewhere in this world. (laughs) Amazing. I am really excited for that. And I'm sure that as you get out of your own backyard and interview in all these different places, you'll find a place that you get to share your message. And I'm really excited for the message that you've shared. Before we jump into our wrap up, I wanted to ask one last question of you, which is what is one question that you have whether it's about business or leadership that you would want a psychologist, an adaptability expert, an executive coach, and a business consultant to answer? Yes, I definitely have a question for you. And that question is, how do we quiet the noise and the pressure that is brought on by social media? Because I've read so many things about how we receive these dopamine hits because of when someone likes something, for example, that we may post on social media, but it can definitely rob you of precious time. So I guess the question is, are there other sources other than social media where we can get that dopamine hit and it won't Mm. be maybe as destructive to our mental health? Mm, Just to make sure I'm getting that. So you want to know how to quiet the pressure from social media, specifically that kind of validation that comes with the likes and the dopamine hit and that high, where or how can you get that outside of social media so that you don't get a lot of pressure just from social media to have that for yourself or in your life? Correct. Gotcha. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for that question. And I want to let you know that this question is going to be answered on Thrive Thursday's episode. So tune in to hear my answer. 
to Alicia's question. And I want to say, Alicia, thank you so, so much for giving us a peek behind your success and diving into your hard-learned wisdom. I think it's so rare and it's really powerful to learn from the pitfalls and the challenges and like you said, the mistakes in the entrepreneurial, the business and the leadership journey, as well as all of the achievements. And I know that you are, as you're on this podcast and sharing, you're living what you share that you love to do when you read the biographies and the success stories and the challenges and obstacles along the way, whether that's of Nobel Prize winners or people who are in business. So thank you for really being what it is that you kind of preach as it were, right? doing what you say. So thank you so, so much for that. And I hope you guys today have also gained a lot out of our conversation where Alicia, today you shared and talked about two lessons that you really learned about two or three years into your business when you were starting to feel so kind of burnt out or discouraged or kind of really sluggish in your business that you were even thinking about closing it up. And at that time, when you got a coach, the coach really pushed you to think about and get on the road to writing a book, to doing a podcast and how those two things really breathe new life into your business, how they allowed you to get out of your own backyard, which is lesson number one. And the second lesson, how it really helped you shift from a one-to-one to to a one-to-many model. And now you're able to move from that even to a many-to-many model. And that's really showing in the way that you've now returned to and are building the software that will be able to serve and service so many more people, so many more businesses to really help them as well. So thank you so, so much for that and for talking about the importance of delegation and the really interesting distinction between mistake and failure. So I hope you guys have really gained a lot out of it. I know my brain is still going to be kind of running and turning and (laughs) thinking and the gears are going to keep turning on it and I'm going to keep turning it over in my own mind. Dr. Yishai, thank you so much. This was amazing. You have the most soothing voice. And the fact that you're listening and you can actually summarize everything that's being said in real time is remarkable. So thank you Mm -hmm. so much. And I hope that your listeners get just as much value out of this conversation as I have. I hope that they are able to receive that same amount of value. So thank you again. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's my pleasure. It's something I work really hard to do. And I think it's such an important skill, especially if you want to help people gain insights and really help people grow. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us today on The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more people like you the ability to learn and grow. You can also click the share button to share today's episode directly with someone you know who would enjoy it. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast artwork is made by Sam Barkadari, show notes by Yishai Barkadari, and music by www.purple-planet.com. The advice and opinions of the host and guests are our own. I'm a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with either the guest or the listener. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember, our thoughts and reactions affect our actions. By listening, we can learn from the challenges others face and the choices they make so that we can make better decisions and get better results. 